This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need to know what's happening, it's, 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 it's time to get in the huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason LaCanfora. I felt like the Chiefs were panicking a little bit. And it felt like there was some tension, right? And it all kind of crescendoed with the, you know, the Kelsey, you know, the Andy Reid, give me the damn ball thing. But I felt like there was there was a little panic there. Did you feel that from them? I did. They 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 couldn't get into any kind of a rhythm. And they weren't they weren't playing good on offense at all. Uh and the four but the 49ers had opportunities to kind of put them away and make this a real I mean, they had plenty of opportunities, whether it's McCaffrey's fumble or whether it's a, you know, missed extra point. I mean, it, you know, whether it's, you know, a, a muff punt that wasn't handled well. Um, there was just opportunities. There was an interception to start the third quarter by the 49ers up 10-6, and they did nothing with it. You get the ball at the 44-yard line. They actually lost a yard on three plays. I thought the 49ers had so many chances to win it, and it maybe should never have even come to overtime. But the one thing that I felt all along, the whole season, and I remember – I think I shared it with you, Carl, on one of our uh, podcasts. But I remember talking to Andy Reid you know, like mid-season. And, I, and I've known Big Red since he came to Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, I was there as an introductory news conference, um, met him that day, did a lot of games for Fox with him. You know, I, I built a relationship, know his wife, Tammy, well. And I said to the first time, I said, Andy, for the first time in 25 years, I'm talking more about your defense and your offense. Mm. And he couldn't, he, he, he couldn't disagree with me. And I just felt like in this game, the defense just kept him in the game, Carl. It just kept him in there. They just kept Mahomes hanging around and hanging around. And as we now know, like there's no doubt, you let Mahomes hang around, he's going to beat you. He's just going to beat you. He's just going to put together a drive like we saw in overtime, and it's going to be flawless, and it's going to be him. It's, I'll, I'll run it on third down. I'll, I'll scramble up the middle for 19. I'll, I'll just do whatever it takes. Um, I'll dust off corn dog to go win it. Whatever it is, like he's going to find a way to beat you if you give him the ball to him with a chance to win a game. Yeah, and you know what Andy Reid said afterwards? He's on the podium with Jim Nance, right? And and we've played this soundbite on my show. It's funny because he's like, how about that D? Because he knew Baldy. And and to Brian Baldinger's credit, guys, if you watch all these episodes uh, as we've been moving along here in the huddle, going back to last offseason, 
Brian Baldinger said to us and told us that Chris Jones was going to get Aaron Donald money. He was playing for that. Going into this season, he was going to be a beast. And look how much of a difference maker he was, not just in the Super Bowl, but throughout the course of the season. Chris Jones is that dude. I mean, Baldy, I'm watching the game and I'm like, man, he's making plays. He's setting his team ups to make uh, teammates uh, set up to make plays. And I thought he just had a really good game, but it came down to him making that play in overtime that allows the 49ers to not score. They only get a field goal. And Baldy, that was the ball game, right? Well, so I talked to a lot of guys at Super Bowl that that play against Chris Jones. I mean, I talked to Deion Dawkins, different guys that have to. And the one thing about Chris Jones and why I said that about, you know, he deserves Aaron Donald money is because Aaron was maybe the only guy in the league. I mean, there's, there's TJ, there's, there's good players, sure, but his ability to take over a game when it, when it counts the most, he does it over and over again. And talking to guys that have to defend, they're like Baldy. He's just like, he just starts, he just starts moving and dancing and you think you're in good shape. Next thing you know, you're in the lap of the quarterback. Mm. And it happens over and over again. Like he, and I remember talking to him uh, in Baltimore at the AFC championship game. Until you stand next to Chris Jones in a football uniform, you don't realize just how big and powerful he is. And it, 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 it just keeps showing up and, you know, he's a free agent and, you know, like that guy hasn't, he doesn't get hurt. He doesn't nope. slow down. He knows what time of the game it is. He knows when to like, okay, it's my time. Like I got to go and he can defeat blocks and double teams. He is a beast. But I want to go back to what you said, Carl, at the very beginning of this about dynasties. We don't see many of them. They, they don't come along very often. You can't, you don't know if you can build one. The Golden State Warriors did it. The right. Cowboys did it in a very short period of time with Jimmy Johnson. We, we, we you, you probably outlined, you know, from Green Bay to Miami to Pittsburgh, all the teams that have had, you know, dynasties. And that's where Kansas City is at. And the one thing I would say in this dynasty is this is all, this is free agency. You can't pay your quarterback, you know, a fifth of your uh, salary cap, a quarter of your salary cap and build a dot. You can't do it. They, they keep telling us that you have to do it on the rookie county. Dang, if they ain't, you know, they pay Patrick Mahomes and he's earned every penny of it, but they still, they draft unbelievable. Yeah. Steve Spagnola has developed these kids. Trent McDuffie is a star. Like, he was a star in that game. Yes. George Karloftis, a star. Leo Chennault forces a fumble, blocks an extra point. Like, these are all second-year players, Carl. Like, Spags, not, not only did Brett Veach draft him, Spags coached him, got him up to speed. They don't make mistakes. They don't beat themselves. All those things have to take place. If you're going to build a dynasty behind the quarterback that I don't, you know, I mean, I don't know what the – Mahomes' salary is at these days if it's the highest or but it's amongst the highest. Yeah, 50 um, million. Yeah, 50, 52. Yeah. I mean, he's right there, but like they built the team because they draft and they develop and they draft and develop the right type of people. It's interesting you bring up Spags. Um, because I was curious how he would approach this game versus the Lamar game. Yeah. And I want you to tell me what you saw. It, it, with Lamar Baldy, you know he had that extra DB on the field, right? They were they were playing it a little bit different, and then you go against Brock Purdy, you know he can scramble, but you're not as fearful of what he can do with his legs as you were Lamar. 
What did you see Spags in this defense do against the 49ers that, that, that they were effective? Well, they, um, they still blitzed and they effectively blitzed. There was a third and four. Um, after they got the interception, there's third and four. And, you know, they're trying to stay on the field. And he comes with a Trent McDuffie slot blitz. And it's it, it's one of these blitzes where, okay, Carl Loftus um, has to go outside and Bolton has to go inside to open up the lane. And Purdy is looking right at Juwan Jennings for a first down. And here comes McDuffie full speed. Mm-hmm. They had a spy, Willie, Willie Gay, on a third down. Spied him and um, was able to chase him out of bounds and couldn't get the first down. They had a rat in the middle of the field. They had a deep safety in the middle. They, I felt like some plays, they felt like they had 12 players on the field. And then McDuffie defends Debo in the end zone. I mean, it's a touchdown. It's a perfect throw. And you can't play it any better. In fact, if I was a a defensive back right now, maybe coming out of college, whatever, or or a young player in the NFL, I mean, I would study Trent McDuffie and how he gets his eyes back on the ball, Carl. He doesn't get his hands on guys. Like, he plays the game, and then he's a great tackler. Like, he is – they got that pick, first-round pick. They got that absolutely right. Him and Karloftis both. Like, they're – but to answer your question, they they did a little bit of everything. They didn't blitz as much as they did against Lamar, but they did effectively. Um, When they came, yeah, they got beat on the Juwan Jennings touchdown. Um, uh, That was a blitz zero. They they beat him on that. uh, San Francisco had a good play for it. But on the touchdown from Juwan Jennings to Christian McCaffrey, I mean, that play is for George Kittle across the middle of the field. And Kansas City. Was Kittle open? No. Kansas City doubled him. Like, this is a throwback to the wide receiver. And they didn't, like, their eyes were in the right place. Mm -hmm. Normally, okay, throwback, Juwan Jennings. Somebody's going to be out of position. Here goes Kittle across the formation. They had him double. Jennings looked at it and looked at it. And to Kyle Shanahan's credit, Okay, if Kittle's not there, then here's McCaffrey across the field. And, I mean, I don't know how many teams would have been able to stay on a double team on Kittle on that action that they showed. It was a lot of a lot of this, right? Yeah. And you're absolutely right. I mean, you see the stats there for McCaffrey, McCaffrey. And going into this game, I thought he had to have 100 yards. I didn't think it was possible because the Chiefs' defense and the way that they play, but I thought he had to have 100 yards. Rushing. 80 yards on the ground, 80 receiving. And people have questioned Baldy, did he see the ball enough, right? He is the goal guy. He's the guy that stirs the drink for the 49ers. I got to be honest, under the circumstances, I think these are great numbers in a Super Bowl. Eight balls for 80 yards, he scores a touchdown. Could he have gotten the ball more on the ground as far as trying to run the ball? Maybe. But what did you think as far as the strategy and using McCaffrey? And we know, for whatever reason, Debo was a non-factor in this game. Well, I mean, look, they had 70 plays, Carl, and McCaffrey had 30 of the 70, and he was tired. I mean, we all saw. I mean, it's overtime. It's five quarters. He was tired. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, they they went to Elijah Mitchell a couple times. Um, but, no, Debo was a non-factor. Um, look, McCaffrey averaged over five yards of carry this year, league's leading rusher. He averaged three and a half in this game. There was five plays. They had a hard time blocking Chris Jones and Mike Pennell and some of the Herring, some of those guys inside. There was five of his 22 runs, Carl. He didn't gain an inch. One of them was third and two. He went backwards. I mean, they sh- – now, he had, he had a couple runs. But, I mean, that Kansas City defense, they didn't get pushed. I mean, that was the question mark, whether, whether it was their mm-hmm. run – and they went big. They went Bolton. They went, uh, you know, Chanel. 
they went gay. They went big linebackers. And really, you got to make if, if you're going to do that, you got to make a pay in the passing game. And they really couldn't. They got a couple plays, but they really they couldn't do it. In fact, they only had just uh, a couple of explosive plays the whole day.